I'm gonna solve the mystery of the mystery woman right now. What's he talking about? Either that thing is gonna come out here and fight me, or I'll go back there and I'll drag it out myself. Drag, drag, what, drag what out? Drag it out. What's so. it gonna be? You cross-dressing hermaphrodite! Whoa! Ruthless aggression! It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot, I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success, stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on! Generation superstar. Bread for success. Orange, you were to be my pet project. When his time came. RKO To become a champion. He's done it! The youngest world champion in history! He became. Enemy number one. It's time for you to make a choice, Orton. Orton, hand me that championship now! Or just spit in the face of the game. I did something that I've wanted to do for a long time. Now, your face is in the crowd. I'm shouting out loud. I'm one you counting out of the game. Oh, wow. Take a good look at me now. Should have never had a doubt. Is that you why he's screaming my name? I'm a roller. I'm a you into this world this will fight you want and i will take you out of this world you got it randy orton don't you dare call me randy orton that title is mine call me the world heavyweight champion ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 61 of the RA era podcast the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us main event to curtain jerker in the space of four weeks, as it is time for Unforgiven 2004. As always, I am Dave, and joining me is Big Sexy Michael Rag, still in these quarantine times. How's your tier, by the way? I'm tier two. How's tier three? Uh, no different. <laughs> no change. No change around here. It's no different from what I was doing before. I'm working from home still. Still. That's going to go on forever. Forever. Oh, yeah. We've been told at least earliest. March, April time. Yeah, and that's and the thing is, I'll be a full year working. Be, there'll be a lot of companies as well that they've sent a lot of staff home, and it's even though like um, a lot of companies they're paying the staffs like lecky bills and they provide them like equipment and stuff. It still might work out more cost effective in the long run for you to work in your pants. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's fucking mental. Anyway, before we get onto Unforgiven, um, how was I want to know how was Bound for Glory? It was good. For I was those... going to get onto it when we get to the tag title match, but oh, I can jump straight into that. Sorry. Yeah, for those that don't know, Mike is my resident informant of Impact. I got I watched that episode like everybody did. What when Impact became relevant again. When all the XWB guys because no one watched it before then. No, no. don't lie. <laughs> but you've carried on watching, haven't you? And you've kinda of got it's Mike's new favourite promotion. And all I get in the mics is Mike messaging me all the time about Impact and making me watch this bit and making me watch that bit. But I've not watched Bound for Glory. When I'm watching it. 
all I understand from Bound for Glory is that the former Cruiserweight champion in WWE is now world champion. Yeah. Okay. And he's had a shave and he looks fucking weird. Okay. So hit me up then. Hit me with some moments from Bound for Glory. Uh, so women's title match, really good. Even though it was completely changed who was the contender right at the last second. Um, you had returns during their little rip-off of a rumble. You had James Storm coming back. Oh, wow. Davari you... coming back. Really? Swoggle. Oh, well. Who helped Dreamer eliminate Hawkins. Oh, now nah, I've seen Dreamer, because Dreamer come out looking like Animal and he looked mint. Yeah. Yeah, Dreamer looked amazing. Swoggle helped Dreamer eliminate Hawkins after Hawkins had been booked. In, for 15 minutes, they booked Hawkins better than he'd ever been booked in his entire, <laughs> either of his WWE runs. Good. He's a good little worker. Deserves a push. X Division title was a nice opener. Fast paced cruiserweight action to open a pay per view. That's what you want to see. Who was in that? They, it, they promoted it as a scramble. Oh, oh yeah, you sent me the picture, didn't you? It was going to be a scramble. But it wasn't match. a scramble. Okay. It Wait. was just one fall to a finish. Well, that's disappointing. I know. I wanted to see a fucking scramble. 20 minutes, who could get the most pins? That's it. Who was in that then? Uh, so you had Chris Bay. Nope. He's good. Never heard of him. He's essentially like a heel Kofi Kingston. Okay. But with lots of tattoos and heel. All right. Badass, a badass skinny black guy. Yeah. Okay. And you got Rohit Raju, the chump. Right, <laughs> he's... <laughs> he's sounded like you're stuttering, but Rohit Raju. Rohit Raju. Never heard of him. Imagine if Sanjay Dutt was built as a hitman, like, just wins by luck. So he's a badass, but he can't get a proper win. Yeah. So he's, you'd hire him as a hitman and he'd always miss. <laughs> but Pretty it, much. But he'd it, shoot for somebody, he'd shoot somebody, he'd miss, but he'd ricochet off a bin and then hit him in the head. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. I like the sound of that guy. Describe it. I like the sound of that guy. Uh, he also had Jordan Grace. Nope. Oh, is that that bird? Aye. Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's that, uh, she's that fucking thick. Bad, she's badass here. You can tell, see why they put... I know of her. She's a, she's a beast. So you can see Ooh. why she'd rest be wrestling fellas. And she throws them around. Apart from Willie Mack. Who? Rodney's dad. No. Uh, imagine Keith Lee we had after her. Oh, okay. Impact sounds amazing. It it actually was a fun show. Tag title match was good. Who was in that? Oh, the uh, North. The North. Did we have no? Oh, no. Two tag champs. Yes. That match also had good lovers. Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Nope. <laughs> that Fulton was in NXT for a cup of coffee. Can't say I'm familiar. That Ace Austin though is is really good. But he's you can tell he's got a big future in business. And then you had the guys who lost the motor machine guns. Ah, uh, no of them, but everyone knows they are. Alex Shelley got taken out before they even finished their entrance. Always always one of them teams that I already wish we would have seen WWE in like two thousand and six, seven motor city machine yes. guns. Ah, oh, they're fucking I always remember their was it two out of three they had with the beer with beer money. Um, was yes, it best, was... best, best of five or something like that? Fucking brilliant! Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, going back to the knockouts title. So it was Kylie May's replacement was her. Technically, it was her friend Susie, who was 
last time she was on Impact, which was last Tuesday, she was essentially just a lost child. Okay. And then at Bound for Glory, she came out as an undead ride. Nice. Impact sounds fucking... How have you stuck... How have you carried on watching this? It sounds fucking mental. You know me. I'm fucking mental myself. <laughs> I'm waiting for fucking Eugene to pop up. Well, I think he might have been part of production crew because they had a backstage segment with Heath and Rhino. So they were talking and then you heard, okay, we'll start again. It's like, we're live, pal. <laughs> Can we go again? But yeah, if I had to Maven scale down for glory, I'd give it a three Maven at most. A three Maven. And what was the main event? So Rich Swan defeating Eric Young. Eric Young. That's fucking hard. WB's cruiserweight division. Running rough shot over impact. And now, Raw presents WWE Unforgiven. So, it is Unforgiven 2004, sponsored by Clearasil. It's all over the place, you see it. Oh, you make Clearasil? It just makes you think of grime. It's so for people who can't wash your face. <laughs> it's the 12th of September 2004, and we are live from the Rose Garden in Portland, Oregon, uh, which was the first ever pay-per-view from the state of Oregon. Which is, uh, it must have been a weird one, where I know obviously there's a lot of states in America, right, but WWE... They've been going for a hell of a long time and they have 12 of these a year these days. It's mad that there's states, even in 2004, that are just getting their first ever pay-per-view. Yeah. I thought it was mental. And then again, you know, we are two days removed from my 15th birthday here. (laughs) Happy birthday. And also our theme song for this evening is Survival of the Sickest by Saliva. Dave loves Survivor, so we're all fully aware of who this band is. This is the, probably one of like eight that I don't have to go, Mike, will it? <laughs> I love this song, but when I, I forgot it was Saliva, because this theme itself does sound very similar to Mob Seed by Manson. No idea what that is. As always, Mike watched on the network. Mike, he had a runtime of... Two hours, 36 minutes and 16 seconds. 16 seconds, and I watched the Silver Vision version, which had a runtime of two hours and 54 minutes. Uh, the DVD also includes some extras, uh, which I'll drop in along the way when the time's right. Um, the DVD, Michael, also opened with a couple of adverts. You got, you got an advert for SummerSlam 04 DVD, available now. Uh, and also an advert for Coming Soon, The Rise and Fall of ECW, which was a great DVD. I always remember not watching it on DVD and watching it legally online uh, a few years later after its release, which was a great DVD. But then you got the, um, was it the hard, it was like, I want to say Hardcore Homecoming, but that was the pay-per-view. Um, so you, like the, the production quality wasn't even nowhere near WWE standards, but you got a lot of more honest opinions where the yeah. WWE DVD was very WWE guys talking about in a negative way. So a lot of the times, don't get me oh, wrong, a lot of them... A like, lot more than TNA Hardcore Justice did. Oh, see, I like that pay-per-view. I, I, I did like, I didn't like the blue lighting. I never understood that. But I like that pay-per-view. It's always nice for an ECW throwback, even though you can't use the words, the letters even, ECW. You have to say that hardcore company up north. <laughs> now, the DVD cover art, Michael, is like a whitey blue cane. Um, mm-hmm. 2003's version was like an orange cane. 
Yep. So next year, come on, put your put your money where your mouth is now. Fiver, what colour is Kane gonna be? I'm going red. Right. So if you say this is blue, I'd say like I'd say a, this is white. Yeah, I'd say but it's like yeah, a very a white. So very, next year's gonna be blue. Oh, you got all right. Red, okay. White, blue. <laughs> it's orange. Last year it was orange. Purple. <laughs> now the Barrett's, um last Raw pay per view, which was Vengeance. That drew, cast your mind back, 240,000 buys. Now, Unforgiven 2003 drew 360,000 buys with a main event of Goldberg versus Triple H. Unforgiven 2004 with a main event of Triple H versus Randall Keith Orton. 239,000 buys. Wow. So, not only have we lost 1,000 since the, the, the last Raw pay-per-view, that figure is such difference in a year. We say this every pay-per-view, it seems to get worse. I think because Raw's ratings are dropping and dropping and dropping. Uh, sorry, yeah, Raw's pay-per-views. Buy rates are dropping and dropping and dropping. I reckon it'll pick up round Survivor Series. It always does. And then when Survivor we, Series is different, though. And this then is... when we kick on to Rumble season. Unforgiven and No Mercy are just the... Remember, we're still here. We've not finished. <laughs> we're building to Mania now. That's it. Now, did you watch the Sunday Night Pre-Show? I didn't, but I know we had a match with a certain icon. What, the Mac Militant, Rodney no. Mack, which was brilliant, going one-on-one -on -one with main event Maven uh, in the main event of Sunday Night Heat. Two Unforgivens in a row, main event Maven as main event at the main event of Sunday Night Pre-Show. This is, Unforgiven to Maven is what Mania was to take up. <laughs> What SummerSlam was to Hogan. <laughs> what WrestleMania is to Shawn Michaels. Unforgiven Sunday Night Heat is the place to be. Um, so, Rod, uh, Maven gets the victory. Um, the highlight of the match for me was Rodney Mack's entrance. Uh, he did the Ric Flair strut all the way, but kind of danced it. Jogged on the spot, but was moving. Very awkward, very weird. I didn't quite get it. But it was it was quite the facey thing to do. And then they were putting over Maven as the, the tough enough winner. We're still riding that wave. Of being, they're not the guy, they should be putting him over us. Oh, we're going one on one with a guy that drop kicked Taker out of the Rumble and then had a feud with Triple H. That walked into WrestleMania <laughs> with the hardcore title and That's left it. with the hardcore title. Nope, it's still just tough enough winning main event Maven. So Maven gets the victory, the real streak continues. So the opening video package, it focused on Randy Orton uh, doing his best to survive uh, against Evolution after they all turned their backs on him. Uh, the pyro goes off in the arena. Uh, the crowd, they're pretty hot coming into this and I suppose they're going to be if it's their first ever pay-per-view. Uh, JR and Jim Ross on commentary as always sat on their little fucking table at the side of the stage and we see the Macarena lads there at ringside. And that opening match of the evening is Evolution's Batista and Ric Flair going up against the wrestling purist dream team of Chris Benoit and William Regal. Um, Michael, how did we get here for the first time this evening? So, Evolution, they're Alan's boys. And Regal and Benoit, they're Eugene's best friends. Very true. And Alan and Eugene had been feuding from the Raw after Vengeance because Eugene cost Alan the title at Vengeance. But because Alan's busy in the main event, because of course he is, because opening pro makes think there's only one match on this card. <laughs> His boys have got to take care of business, and here we are. 
And here we are. Uh, as Ric Flair and Batista make their entrance to the Evolution theme song, uh, Jerry Lawler, he says on Batista, he goes, look at this guy. He gets bigger every week. <coughs> right. <coughs> and it's like, he's only going to get a bigger. Of a haircut, no. he's, he's looking slick and ready for a pay-per-view. And the golden pants as well. And main event, it's main event gear. It's like everyone's in the mania gear tonight. Triple H brings out those sexy white boots. Everyone's in main event gear. I like the stage though. I thought it was a well, bit... So you got the two bottom trons showing who was wrestling and then the two top trons showing the entrance videos. Yeah, it's uh, one of them that they've, they've used a few times, don't they, going forward, uh, where they'll have uh, trons set up at various points around the stage, but you don't see anything apart from like the match graphic of the person that's wrestling. Uh, Michael, Chris Benoit from main event into curtain jerking in the space of a month. Yeah. Well, what else could really open the show to get the crowd going? Uh, the ladder match other than the IC title yeah the ladder match yeah that's what I would have used that would have got me happy. but then but you can't use that as an opener I think at the, uh, yeah I, I'll put, you know you could have just gone with the Divas fuck it and get that out of the way <laughs> to be fair I didn't mind the Divas match bullshit bullshit you're lying this is one point we're going to argue. It was the, the, yeah, we'll get onto that in a bit. Michael, we got a WWE.com exclusive on the DVD, which was Batista and Ric Flair backstage at the Raw before Unforgiven. Um, Batista, it was calling Benoit a gnat that keeps buzzing around him and he's driving him crazy. And then he like kind of stopped his train of thought and went, but tonight Triple H is going to win the world title. And then he asked Todd Grisham where he got his shirt from. Where did he get his shirt from? Uh, I, I don't know. I stopped the DVD extra. <laughs> <laughs> So the match itself then, uh, Benoit and Batista, they start, they lock up. Batista powers Benoit in the corner. Uh, Batista tries a clothesline. Benoit gets a quick crossface, but Batista gets to the ropes. It was like, yeah, imagine if he didn't and the match just doing, done. Just like five seconds, boom, onto the next match. And then he goes over to Flair afterwards and asks him what he does next. Guidance from the greatest. Just Flair, just keep calling spots for him, we'll be all right. Um, so Batista, he follows Flair's advice, he goes low, and then he throws Benoit into the corner. Uh, Benoit, back with a dragon screw and tags to Regal. Uh, Batista, though, cheap shots Benoit and then gets a headlock to Regal. Uh, T-Bone suplex, though, by Regal and a quick cover for one. Tag to Benoit, he chops Batista, but Batista comes back with some big right hands and a chop to Flair. And it's like, yes, these cunts are going to chop the fuck out of each other. Chop City, baby. <laughs> yeah, Benoit goes to the corner, chop. Benoit now chops back and forth. Flair, Benoit, Flair, Benoit. Woos all over the place. Fucking brilliant. Um, Flair off the ropes, but he's back dropped and then nailed by Regal. Uh, tag to Regal, and he's in with some stiff looking lefts. Regal can throw a punch. Uh, tag to Benoit, more chops. Flair punches at nothing and does the flop. It was just a matter of time on how many it's chops. It's his favourite spot. Do you reckon it's one of them where he's got like a trigger inside him and you've got to hit like 25 chops before he'll flop? <laughs> Do you know, like it's playing... Kind of like building your finisher on SmackDown. Yeah, or like playing one of them arcade claw grabbing machines where you know that machine's got to have so much money in it before that claw will close that tiny little bit more. Like a bandit. <laughs> exactly like a bandit. Tag to Regal and a knee drop to Flair, but Flair gets back up and a good old thumb to the eye. Chop block and Regal's down and then we get a kip up by Regal and a shoulder block to Flair. It's like, Regal is on it this evening. This is his main event. Never mind opening the show. Regal's like, I'm back on pay-per-view. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm not with Eugene anymore. I'm doing a kip up. <laughs> uh, I'm not babysitting Eugene. That's it. Uh, tag to Benoit. More chops to Flair. Flair though begs off. Benoit kicks away. More chops by Benoit and now a side headlock by Benoit so everyone can catch a fucking breather. 
Uh, everyone's back of their hands. I know by the chest, the back of their hands, but on the front of their hands, the palms. Must be stinging at the minute. Because every cunt's been chopping fuck out everyone. Apart from Batista. Apart from Batista, I ain't chopping no one. I imagine a chop from Batista would be pretty rough because he's got some big fucking arms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flair tries to get Benoit's leg. Inzaguri to Flair. Tags to both Batista and Regal. Batista gets a few knees. To the corner. Batista misses a clothesline. Tag to Benoit. And then the double team Batista. And now Benoit's in control. I thought it was one of them very back and forth matches. Like, no one... It didn't really have that vibe at this stage anyway. Where you had... They're going to beat down on Benoit for a while. Or beat down on Regal. And get to that hot tag. Yeah, there wasn't really any face in peril. No, not at all. It was just Chop City, baby. We get a takedown on the sharpshooter attempt, but Batista escapes and then kills Benoit with a mean clothesline that only gets a two count. Uh, tag to Regal. He kicks at Batista, but Batista takes Regal to the Evolution corner and Flair chokes him out with a tag rope. It's like, Flair's just such a master of... like You don't get tag ropes. Even in, the, even in 2004, where tag ropes are still a thing, you don't get every tag team that work in a tag rope. Like, but you'd always get Ric Flair to do it and you'd always go, ooh, you bastard. Really? But Benoit... He's, get, he's arguing with the referee. Stop arguing with the referee. He'll turn around and see him. Ah, that's, 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 do you know how many times over the years I've screamed at my TV? Just fucking stop arguing with him. Uh, we get a neck breaker to Regal that gets a two. Uh, clubbing forearms by Batista. And he drags Regal to the apron and elbows his throat. Tag to Flair. Chop block again. Uh, figure four by Flair, but Regal tries to fight out. He's dead centre in the middle of the ring. In trouble. The crowd gets excited for the first time really tonight. And it was weird because are they getting excited about Evolution potentially winning? Benoit goes wild on chops and punches. Backdrop to Flair. Snap suplex. Nails Batista off the apron. German to Flair. German Batista. Another to Flair. It's at trick of Germans. He then cuts his throat. Diving headbutt. Sharpshooter though, which still puzzles me why that's the last thing. Why not just go for the pin off the swan dive? But Flair with the thumb to the eye. And then we get in the crossface. Uh, Batista in. He picks Benoit up, slams him down. Spinebuster to Regal. Batista and Regal fight to the floor. They're thrown all over the railings. Uh, Flair tries the figure four, but Benoit turns it into a crossface. And finally, Flair taps after 15 minutes or so, which was quite the hot opener for me. It was... I, I was a bit concerned that that was the one they were going to go with the opener, but the hot tag, as soon as Benoit came in off that hot tag, hoo-wee! Germans all over. The crowd fucking loved it. Benoit is still over as fuck. He's still a cunt. He's over as fuck, and it puzzles me why uh, he's gone from main event into curtain jerker, but is that the reason why they've, he's gotten curtain jerker? It's, well, it's having, like a main event. Having the boys early this early in the show makes me think that there's possible shenanigans later on. Oh, a hundred percent. Straight and look at this. Good. Oh, look at the power. Good grief. And that is strength. Have you ever seen anything like that? Now look out. The Arn Anderson spine buster by Batista almost freaking wriggling half. I mean, Batista just came in the ring, reached down and lifted up Benoit right out of that, that tripler cross face like it was a feather. And uh, Batista wants to, wants to fall. Oh, oh, no! Batista just introduced to the ring post. Oh, Batista still up. Oh, Batista all the way to the prop concrete on the outside. Oh, this is bad. Get up, Batista. Somebody, and somebody better check that ring post. Figure four time for the nature boy. Oh, this is good. And steps in. Wait, it's countered. Good one with a counter! Good one with a counter! 
So, how many mavens then for that opening contest? Yeah, I'll give it two and a half. Uh, I'll give it two and a half, yeah. It was steady. It was steady. Nice little opener. Yeah. Got the uh, crowd where you needed them. Boring at times, but once, like I said, once it Benoit came in with the hot tag um, and the chops. Oh my God, the chops. Everyone's chop City was chop amazing. City. And the end sequence, German to Flair, German to Batista, two more to Flair. That was brilliant. And that counter from the figure four into the cross face. Not really seen that before. Trish and Christian, they're talking about Tyson and Christian says that Tyson is a problem solver. Uh, but Trish says tonight, I'm the one with the t- title defence, not you, motherfucker. is my problem solver, not yours. <laughs> Which is fair, fair comment. Christian's, yeah. been, Christian's been gone for ages. He, he's my bodyguard, not yours anymore. After I win the Intercontinental Championship, you never know when, when I could get attacked backstage or, or in the parking lot or whatever. See, the point is that Tyson is my problem solver. Mine. Oh, excuse me, I think I remember you saying, Trish, if you have a problem, Tyson will be there to solve it. You, yeah, you did said that? that. Yeah, you I did. I don't remember saying yeah. Did I say that? You know, it doesn't even matter. You know what? I'm the one who has a title to defend tonight, okay? Plus, apparently, I have a lunatic mystery woman that I have to worry about jumping me from behind. Believe me, it won't be the first time someone got you from behind. <sighs> and what is that supposed to mean? What do you, what do you think of yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Why don't we let Tyson decide? Fine. Okay. Fine. Ask him. Tyson, do you have a problem escorting me to the ring for the last time? Well, you know what? Before you uh, answer that, let me just say that um, after my match, maybe you can come to my uh, dressing room later and... Good luck. Trish, though, she mentions that some nut is running backstage with Victoria and this lunatic woman woman might attack her from behind. Uh, but then Christian delivered the money shot and he said, it won't be the first time that first someone's time got you from behind. behind. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Uh, Trish, yeah, I like how Trish persuades Tomko to choose her over Christian. Let's mate, She's got stuff that, that Christian could never offer Tyson Tomko. Thousand percent. Never. Um, she then whispers in Tyson's ear, uh, says that maybe she he can come to her dressing room later. Uh, Tyson said to Christian, "Good luck." Tyson leaves with Trish, and Christian goes, "She is a slut." Well, at least he wishes his friend luck. <laughs> it's like, "Good luck." I'm going to go grab your beard. <laughs> and that leads to our next match of the evening. It is Victoria versus Trish Stratus for the women's championship with big sexy Tyson Tomko looking to nail. Michael, how did we get it? So, because of the Diva Search bollocks and injuries, we didn't get a women's title match at SummerSlam. Instead, we got some dodgeball bollocks in which the <laughs> non-WWE Divas beat the actual WWE Divas, who should be, technically, they should be world-class athletes. We know this is always the case. <laughs> anyway. And because of that, Trish and Victoria got into an argument after the loss. Then the next night on Raw, Victoria kept getting a bit of help from this strange 
red-headed woman. Woman. Lita. And JR and King have no idea who the fuck it is. But you can clearly <laughs> tell. It's Lita. And the fans in the movie can clearly tell. Then it's, it's Lita. <laughs> and because Trisha Victoria had a few two years ago, they're now having another feud now, but with the roles reversed, with Trisha's a heel and Victoria's a face. Exactly that. And that. <laughs> that's how we're here. <laughs> and the sarcastic side of the night was spotted during Victoria's entrance. I heart Victoria's dancing. <laughs> you were lying. Really sarcastic. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Well, people, people are turned on by mysterious things. So the match then, uh, we get a lock up after talking a bit of bollocks. Victoria with an arm drag, take down, roll up, gets a two. Uh, Tristo bails to the floor and gets a bit of advice on big sexy Tyson. We get kicks by Trish. Uh, she sits on the top rope and pulls Victoria's hair and chokes her. Uh, the ref tries to break it up. She drops Victoria when the ref gets to about a three. Victoria slaps Trish, press slam by Victoria into a gut buster, which was a great move. I feel like uh, I feel like Dean Malenko or Perry Saturn or someone used to do that style of move. It's a great move. Victoria, she's just one of them. Great Arsenal of moves. Oh, she's got a great, like, exactly that. Took the wig, get out of my head. <laughs> she has. She's, she's so different compared to just the basic suplex and body slamming. She uses what? moves that, yeah, she uses moves that divas. Not just not. I'm not saying women's wrestling because women can wrestle in two five, even in two thousand four. But WWE divas can't. <laughs> so for a diva, she's fucking brilliant. Um, Trish, she gets sent to the floor. Victoria goes up top, but Tyson picks Trish up and saves her. He's big, sexy Tyson. He's definitely banging tonight. Uh, Victoria to the floor, slams Trish into the barrier. Back in the ring, uh, Trish is able to send Victoria into the steel post. Um, hits a version of the abdominal stretch when the lad on the mat uh, hooks the leg Trish covers and gets a two um, Trish picks her up by the hair slams her down covers gets another two headlock by Trish Victoria gets to her feet fights out off the ropes big spine buster gets Trish another two Trish pulling out moves from the rock a long two count though. yeah uh, headlock again by Trish Victoria tries to get to her feet again elbows sends Trish into the corner big shoulder block and then a TKO into a side slam by Victoria gets a two um, and then the wiggle moonsault, that gets a two. Uh, Victoria gets a headbutt and then a plancher onto Tonko. Uh, for, go on, just check out Big Sexy Tyson. Get him all sweaty and ready for Trish. Uh, Victoria back in, stretch faction by Trish and the match is over. Um, Tyson, he chokes out Victoria because why not? And the woman in drag uh, saves Victoria as the crowd chants Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. So the winner... Well, she's a stunt granny. <laughs> so the winner after about eight minutes, still your woman's champion, Trish Stratus. Very effectively, and, and oh, Victoria. What's she doing? The hot cross body over the top on, on Tonko, and I don't know. Tonko can't believe it. And I don't know, that was a... That was like getting pumped out. A judicious thing to do, but in any event, well, Victoria's got a lot of guts. And oh, Trish. That's some Stratisfaction. Stratisfaction. On the road to hook of the yes. But I gotta say, Victoria brought this on herself. She had things going her way if she hadn't have gone after Tyson Tonko. What was she thinking? I don't know. You've got a very valid point there. It was one of Trisha's best matches. Uh, the, I was like, ever? Or at this time? Uh, 2004 stuff. Oh, right. I don't know. It, yeah, it I'm was not saying right. of all time. It was all right. I'm going, I'm going with the timeline that we're on. 
I'm not comparing anything that we watch to what it is now. <laughs> so how many how many mavens for Trish versus Victoria? Uh, one and a half. I get it. Yeah, I bang on, bang on. Agree. Well, Victoria uh, saved Victoria it. Some amazing moves. Yeah, Victoria's brilliant. And when she got sent into that ring post, you just hear a scream. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Victoria's brilliant. Victoria's the highlight of the Divas. Um, yes. Th- and there's not many of them in this current and, timeline. You know, you've got John Richardson, British comedian and his referee. <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. Yeah, very good. Um, Tyson Tonko, he then does a promo complaining about the mystery woman uh, and has to cross-dressing hermaphrodite to come to the ring. Uh, JR, he calls it the worst kept secret in the business. Lola tells him to play along with it and JR's like, all right, I agree. Who is this woman? (laughs) And the mystery drag woman for impromptu match of the night against big sexy Tyson Tomko. Uh, We get a slap by the drag woman. Tomko though drops her. Uh, Tomko kicks away and we find out it is Stevie Richards. Oh my God. Spoiler alert, it is Stevie Richards. Uh, No, not at all. Tonko strips Stevie down. This is a pay-per-view. And I'm just about to say, Tonko, Tomko even, if I say his fucking name right, strips Stevie Richards down to his bra and panties. That Uh, happened on the pay-per-view. Tonko yells at Stevie, slaps him about, and the crowd are shitting all over it. Uh, Big Sexy Tyson with punches. The crowd are chanting, you suck. Choked by Tonko, and then a kick to Stevie. Uh, more boring chance. The crowd have already had enough. Stevie tries to fight back. Tom Cole knocks him down. Right hands, and now Stevie gets angry and he's going, "Hit me again! Hit me again!" He's fucking. He's good. Smack me! Uh, he's, Tom Cole slaps Stevie, calls him a sissy, and then we get the the bollock claw by Stevie Richards um, he, as he grabs all the uh, Tom Cole's nooks. Poor Trish, she's not getting non tonight now. Uh, Stevie makes a comeback, punches away at Tom Cole. Drop kick, more punches, another drop kick, and Stevie, he looks at his bra for some bizarre reason. Tonko though, grabs him, hits the reverse TKO, match over, 6 minutes 25. I'm going out here and saying this, that has been the worst match, male to male, that we have seen in our entire journey so far. On oh pay-per-view. yeah, I'm On going, pay-per-view. I'm making history here, negative 5. <laughs> I was just going to go zero, but yeah, fuck it. Negative five mavens. Fucking abysmal. Six minutes, not needed. They could have just given the woman five more minutes. Yeah. They weren't needed. This 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 could have been something that they had on Raw tomorrow night. We have the rematch from the pay-per-view. Victoria gets one last chance. um, And then you have that finish. um, With with Stevie coming out on that. Fucking stupid. Holding Tonko up. Uh, that was a mistake. We well, have seen this before, ladies and gentlemen. This is not nice. Oh, that swinging uh, neckbreaker maneuver, and Tonko has solved the mystery and won a match. Here is your winner, Tyson Tonko. I don't really know what to say about that. Michael, WWE home video exclusive. Now, inside the DVD. This list of it has Lillian walks in on Tyson. So picture the scene. Lillian, she's walking through backstage. Um, she gets approached by someone and says, well done tonight. She goes, thank you. She approaches the women's locker room and big sexy Tyson walks out, smiles 
looks at Lillian and says, have you got a cigarette? And then Lillian, he walks off, Lillian ponders what's just happened, and then it cuts off. It was about 10 seconds long of an exclusive. That's why you need to buy the DVD, folks. For fuck's sake. So it Can sounds like... It sounds like Big Sexy Tyson got laid. Can we make a rule going... Well, can I make a rule going forward? Go on. I don't have to watch Tyson Tonko shite. (laughs) No, no, tough shit. You have to watch Big Sexy Tyson and you have to love it. Trish fucking adores him. I ain't gonna love it. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are just moments away from crowning a new Intercontinental Champion. In a ladder match, of all things. The Intercontinental title will be hanging high above the ring for Chris Jericho takes on Christian. This one is all about a, well, an injury, a shocker, and the stripping of the Intercontinental title. Take a look. This is the highlight reel. So Edge, come on down to accept my challenge of a rematch at Unforgiven for the Intercontinental Championship. That's real nice, Jericho, when you know damn well that I tore my groin over the weekend and that I'm not going to be able to wrestle at Unforgiven. But I want you to know something, that when I'm good to go and I'm all healed up, you're the first person that I'm going to face. Up next, Michael, we get a video package airing about how Edge had a torn groin and had to give up the IC title um, because in 2004, the 30 day thing is still a thing when they want to use it. Uh, and obviously, he can't defend because his groin's smashed. Um, it fucking will be in a bit. Hi, Alita. Um, so, 
that somehow gets to tonight's match for the IC title, Christian versus Chris Jericho in a ladder match. Michael, how Which the fuck JR, did we get here? Which JR says on commentary, it's time for our next match. The Intercontinental Championship match will be decided in a ladder match of all things. And if that just isn't a shot of truth, JR. <laughs> because do you know how many times the IC title has been defended in a ladder match? Ooh, I want to say, I'm going to say seven. So, as of this recording, and this does not include TLC or Money in the Bank, there have been 64 total ladder matches in WWE. The last one and the first one, both for the IC title, there have been 19 ma ladder matches for the IC title. Wow, out of, um, out of 64? Out of 64. This was wow. the 10th and the 22nd overall ladder match. So that's so we're, we're twenty second overall ladder match from Michaels and Brett. Yeah. Uh, on that was it like a challenge taping back in ninety two? I think that was the year. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's see that's not too many in a short period, but you got to think like from ninety two till I don't know I want to say maybe yeah ninety two to ninety eight they only had like one every now and again it was a big deal, weren't it? Where now they throw a ladder match up fucking every fortnight. Let's have a ladder match. Fuck it. Wow, that's a lot of ladder matches. So is that ever then up to present day, as in today? Up to, up well, to now. Up to the champions. Yeah. Wow. That's some. There have been fucking... thirteen world titles, and that does include NXT and ECW. Including NXT, there's been eleven tag team ladder matches. Including the NXT and the women's titles and the hardcore title, there have been seven of the title ladder matches. The rest of the ladder matches have been for like contracts and shite. Yeah. Pink slip on a pole and shit like that. Well pink, yeah. slip, well, pink slip on the ladder. <laughs> Could Michael deliver ladder match facts here on the Era podcast? Ladder stats. <laughs> ladder stats. But yeah, we got here because Jericho was feuding with Edge going into SummerSlam. Edge won that match, but then he got injured on a house show, bless him. So now Edge has vacated the title. So congratulations to Vacant once I've, again. Once again. Continental champion. Second time in our timeline. Yes. Vacant smashing it. But he's always. He's been replaced by Christian for some reason, who returned to Raw a couple of weeks ago and went straight after Jericho, resuming their feud from this time last year. Yes, yes. It's just <laughs> Trish is just Sick. Trish is not involved anymore. <laughs> so we're really beating this dead horse, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> it all started yeah. about one Canadian dollar. That's it. One Canadian dollar can buy you an IC title ladder match. <laughs> <laughs> With Trish nowhere in sight. Uh, so the match then, um, we had a fuck ton of ladders dotted around ringside. I thought, oh, someone, you know, some ladders are going to break this evening. Um, JR and King, they say no one is allowed at ringside, so we are not going to see Trish or Big Sexy Tyson. Um, they stare down, talk a bit of bollocks, uh, then Christian slaps Jericho, uh, clothesline by Y2J, and then a suplex to Christian. Back suplex and Jericho kicks away. Uh, Jericho goes outside, grabs a ladder and just launches it at Christian, but then Christian legs it and fucks off. Running in Zagori and Jericho gets a ladder, uh, nails Christian in the bollocks, uh, well, in the gut. Uh, Jericho tries again, misses and it's the ring post. Uh, Jericho chokes out Christian with a cable, but then Ch Christian fights back and nails the unprettier on the floor. Game over, get on that ladder, climb that fucking ladder, get that title. One, exactly. Two, three, it's over. <laughs> you notice uh, Jericho didn't get fired for choking him? No, no, no. Because it weren't Justin Roberts and he was a precious soul. 
If it would have been Justin Robinson, a different story. In a shite announcement. <laughs> um, Jericho, he looks to be out of it. Christian grabs a ladder into the ring, starts climbing. He had the belt, but Jericho stops him. Uh, Christian throws Jericho face first into another ladder. Uh, Christian picks up a ladder, sets up in the corner, wicks Jericho, but a reversal, and Christian ate a whole ton of fucking ladder. Kaboom, he smashed into that. Even JR says his barbecue sauce can't make that taste. <laughs> it's a great personal plug. Oh, it it. Go check out our back catalog <laughs> if you haven't already. Okay, now. Uh, Jericho with the ladder throws it on Christian. Um, Jericho sets up the ladder and Christian reverses him, tosses Jericho face first into the ladder. Uh, Christian makes his way up, sets the ladder between the top and middle ropes, catapults Jericho and he smashes face first into mm. that ladder. That's one of them spots that I've always, always, how can you not stop yourself? From twatting that ladder. That's Why would a, you want to do that That's spot? an art in itself, honestly. Jericho has the ladder. He goes up top and rides it down, a la Shawn Michaels onto Christian. The crowd, the crowd at this minute in time are going wild for Jericho. Um, sets up a ladder in the corner. Christian tries to punch, but Christian sends Jericho into the ladder and Jericho is stuck with his knee on the ladder, which looks fucking awful. Like in a trio woe sort of position. Yeah, uh, beautiful, beautiful position. But it's, it just ow, it just feels horrible. It looked like it killed. Yeah. Uh, Christian charges, rams into Jericho. Uh, Christian has a ladder, sets it up, starts climbing. Jericho, though, favouring his knee, taunts Christian, and Christian comes back down. What a fucking idiot. What yeah, an idiot. Right. Grabs, right. A, grabs a ladder, Jericho with the drop kick. Obviously playing possum. There's no wrong with that leg. Bulldog by Jericho into the ladder, which quite clearly you saw Christian having none of it and put his hands cleanly down in front of him. Uh, Jericho he sandwiches Christian in the ladder and then smashes him over and over and over, which is another gnarly spot. Um, it was like at this point that it, it just kind of popped in my mind that this match reminds me a lot of Jericho Benoit. It doesn't remind me of a TLC. It doesn't remind me of a legend yeah. Christian Christian ladder match. It's like Christian's playing the role of Benoit, uh, where... Well, it's more of an aggressive use of the ladder and not just flipping and flopping and diving off it. Well, we do get that wall spot. We get the walls of Jericho on top of the ladder, just like in Rumble. That's it. It's, it yeah, it was... Um, I think before this, before that moment happened, it made me think about it. Then once that moment happened, it was like, oh, that's... Yeah, so that's exactly what they're going with. It's We're going to use the, this ladder as a weapon and not as just a platform so I can keep jumping off you. And we're not going to use any tables or anything like that. It was, it was up just to this point. It was just, just ladders. Um, Lion Salt, but Christian wasn't there. Um, Jericho again grabs his knee, but Christian with the ladder nails Jericho in the head and then Jericho goes to the floor. Uh, Christian sets up ladder, climbs it. Jericho is slowly getting up. He climbs the ladder. They start fighting. And then Christian is holding on to the title and Jericho knocks him off. Jericho grabs a ladder, nails Christian straight with the ladder. Um, the belt, though, it's still up there. It was like, it wasn't holding on to the belt. It was more holding on to the ring that had the belt. But yeah. I just hold on to the belt because gravity is a thing, Christian, and it kind of work. Just a little bit. <laughs> they, they always hold that ring. They never hold the belt. That's it, yeah. Just hold the belt, man. Just drop. You've been the champion. Um Christian with the ladder again, they climb up, um, they fight on the ladder, and as you mentioned, we get the walls of Jericho, sort of tarantula variation thing on the top of the ladder, which it just looks, it looks like it hurts for everybody involved. More so the guy receiving it more, though, no, that's uh, the main thing. Oh, oh yeah, but they, I suppose it's got to be one of them spots where they've, they've kind of worked the, ang the perfect angle out, so it, it's just the, the right amount of torque where it doesn't hurt. 
Because why would you want to do the spot if you're legitimately going to be paid. bent over backwards on a ladder here? Christian falls to the mat. Jericho, he almost has the belt, but Christian sends him crashing to the mat and onto the ladder arse first. Dude, fucking, that's got to hurt. I've all yeah, the things. you can tell the way Christian scurries over to him. Yeah, that's got to hurt. That ladder should have bought Jericho dinner first. <laughs> so the finish, Christian, he gets a mahoosive ladder, sets it up, climbs it. Jericho sets up a smaller ladder. They, they smash it out on top of the ladders. The belt's swinging like fuck. They grab each other and they both go crashing face first onto the mat. Jericho's first up, goes for the belt again and this time grabs it. So at just over 23 minutes, your new Intercontinental Champion, Y2J Chris Jericho. At that right. Watch this. Listen, as both of these men land. Oh. And they landed almost head and face first. No way to break their ball. Jericho's trying to gut it out here with the Intercontinental title on the line. Jericho, can he get it? Jericho trying to unsnap the Intercontinental title. Oh, it. It. Jericho does it, and Chris Jericho to the Intercontinental Champion. Here is your winner and the new Intercontinental Champion, Chris Jericho. Boy, you talk about two men that paid the price here tonight at Unforgiven. Jericho and Christian have done just that. But it's Jericho who's going to leave the new Intercontinental Champion. Four Mavens. I think the finish was a little rushed due to Jericho getting... Raped. Yeah, by a ladder. <laughs> getting, getting sodomized by a ladder. Got her That's my only criticism. It's got her hurt. Yeah, I thought it was if a pretty... It brilliant... got a little bit longer. Because the finish did, look, did seem a little bit rushed. It's like, ah, my ass, I can't walk. <laughs> um, I think the issue is, yeah, I think the things with ladder matches, though, for me is that, as you mentioned uh, in your little ladder stats, uh, we've seen a hell of a lot of these even up to now in 2004. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to kind of really change things up and try new things unless you're going to start jumping off each other and doing hurricanes off it and all that jazz. Um, but this just had a lot of mean, hard fucking bumps with the ladder. It was it was purely how the ladder match used to be used, where especially like Razor, Razor were never going to do a big splash off top of ladder. But if he went to swing that cunt like a baseball bat, he mm. would twat in Michaels in Edward. It's like that one when uh, Big Show and Jericho team against DX. Yes. Yeah, you ain't ever going to see Triple H. You ain't ever going to see Big Show climbing. No, right? never. But uh, unless it was that money in the bank that time when you had that extra big ladder for Big Show. Which I was <laughs> fucking brilliant. It was great. Mahoosive ladder. Um, moving on then. Uh, we go backstage with Big Sexy Todd Grisham. Uh, he wants to talk to Kane and he's, he's got a sexy... What do you reckon to Grisham? We're gonna, Michael, shirt watch, Grisham. Sexy purple shirt. Well, I was more confused that Kane's got a locker room. Surely his locker room would be the boiler room? Uh, maybe. But does Mankind still live down there? Mankind's not there anymore. He's in the boiler. He could be in the boiler room. But for the purple shirt, <laughs> I'd have to give it a one maven. <laughs> one maven for a Grisham sexy purple shirt. It don't, it don't, it don't suit him at all. No, no. Standing by, hoping to get a word with Kane before his big match with Shawn Michaels, which is next. Oh, Lita, uh, 
What a nice surprise. Uh, I was hoping to speak with uh, Kane, but uh, since you're... I know, Todd, but I have something that I want to say. Tonight, I hope that Shawn Michaels beats the living hell out of my husband. And I hope that Shawn Michaels crushes Kane's throat. And I hope that Shawn Michaels gets the revenge that he deserves and does something that I can't do. Puts Kane straight in the hospital. Because I know that Shawn Michaels won't just be satisfied with beating Kane. Shawn Michaels is going to destroy him. Isn't my wife so supportive? <laughs> Since you like to give me surprises, I've got a surprise for you. Eric Bischoff just made this match with Shawn Michaels. No disqualification. You see, no matter what my wife wants, I'm going to destroy Shawn Michaels. And my wife, Lita, is going to be right there at ringside to watch it all. <laughs> Because what happens to Shawn Michaels tonight, it's our fault, isn't it, partner? <laughs> now, give your husband a kiss for good luck. <laughs> So Todd Grisham then, he's backstage, um, he wants to talk to Kane. Lita comes out though, and she wants Shawn Michaels tonight to beat the hell out of her husband. She wants Kane in the hospital. Kane comes out, grabs Lita, he says, aren't you so supportive? And he's got a surprise for her. Tonight's match is going to be no DQ. Kane's happy as fuck, and he says Lita will be there to watch it all. And whatever happens to Shawn Michaels, it's her fucking fault, and there's a kiss on her. Is that he fucking hates so his wife. So they announced it's now no DQ and Lita's going to be at ringside. So she's going to be involved in the finish, isn't she? It sounds that way. It sounds that way. We are still backstage and Chris Jericho is getting interviewed by the coach. Uh, Jericho says he's got ice on his shoulder. The ladder went halfway up his ass. It feels like shit, but he feels like a king because he's the first ever seven-time Intercontinental Champion. Edge then shows up on crutches. Edge notes that Jericho could never beat him. He told him to shine that title up real nice because when Edge is ready, he's taking it back in probably a ladder match. He's not, at least he's not going to turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up. Well, the there's, 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 there's room now. <laughs> the, ladder's, the ladder's ripped him a new one. But I did like how it showed us Portland and there was a nice rainbow, a well, nice September rainbow in the Portland area that night. Which is a great fucking lead up to tonight, the next match. It must be. Well, so, we show it. Up next is Kane with his blushing bride going up against the returning to pay per view heartbreaking Shawn Michaels in a no disqualification match. I will feast on the fear of the innocent, for that is the sweetest taste of all. There's one thing that I've always craved. But never had an offspring. Stop, please! The answer's yes! That baby that Lady's carrying, it's mine. <laughs> if Kane beats Matt Hardy at SummerSlam, then Lita has agreed to marry Kane. Tonight is a very special night as we 
unite these two in holy matrimony. Welcome to the wedding of Cain and Lita. Lita, you are now my property until the day you die. Cain, I want to make it clear that I love and I will always love Matt Hardy. I sincerely hope you rot in hell. Lita, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? I do. And do you, Kate, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? pieces of property I own, you by far are my favorite. <laughs> so, after Bad Blood, that feels like a fucking years ago, HBK and Alan, uh, they came out to the ring and decided they weren't going to try and kill each other anymore, because they tried to kill each other too many times, so they didn't know how to sell match. And then, for some reason, Kane decided to come out because he was angry because he tapped out at Bad Blood. And he beat the fuck out of Michaels. Meanwhile, Kane raped and impregnated Lita. And now they're <laughs> married because they beat Matt Hardy at SummerSlam. Lita announced that as a wedding present from a cleric that let Kane have any match of his choosing. Lita used her feminine wise to make the match that we have tonight against the returning Shawn Michaels, who's been out of action since the attack from Kane, which was on the 14th of June, 2004 <laughs> episode of Raw. And what a pop he gets when he comes out. Michaels is still over in any era. Michaels is still over as fuck. Well, when he came back as, as the bold, bold hot, broken kid. <laughs> we still popped. I popped like fuck. I popped like fuck. It was depressing and sad to see, but I still popped like fuck. So the match then. Um, we get a lock up to start and Kane works away with right hands. Knee lift by Shawn Michaels. Chop and a fez press. Chops to Kane. Punches to Kane. Kane's trying to cover up. It's like, Michaels is on it. He's going to kick fuck out of you. Well, it's a blood feud. It's a blood feud. Michaels with a clothesline to Kane sends him to the floor. HBK skins the cat back in. and then it's he has to. Lovely punch. It's, it's, it's like uh, the HBK skinning the cat uh, is the Ric Flair flop of yeah. Shawn Michaels'. He's uh, like, here you go, guys. Move set. Let yeah. me skip this cat. <laughs> no, you wanted to see it. Except everyone goes, oh, Rumble 95. <laughs> Uh, Kane, he shoves Lita in the way though uh, of, the, of Michaels' plancher he goes to check on her, like, he's, he's just jumped on a pregnant woman, there should be doctors and everything outside right now Yep. Uh, Kane takes advantage press slams Shawn Michaels into the barrier uh, Kane he then takes apart the Spanish announce table, then poor Macarena lads slams Michaels onto it, it didn't snap though, he tries a suplex and this time it snaps and Michaels goes straight through, speaking of snapping Michael I want to know your opinion on look at Rusev being a company in AEW, forcing his wife to go through a table week after week after week after week after week after week on Monday Night Raw. I found it funny last night's row. 
when Naya gave her a hug and then said to Basil, <laughs> "It's time." <laughs> And this the is only thing Nia Jax has ever done in her career that's made me pop. It's purely just like the biggest fucking dick on later in it. Every week, we're making sure you're going through a table because your husband's in AEW. <laughs> Vince is fucking such a bitter con. He's like, yeah, we're going to have you win a match. We're going to have you face ass. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's like you're saying, the table. like, they're pushing Lana. Like, fuck. And it's like, no, but we're not because every time we're going to put you through a table. It's fucking brilliant. Later though, she's back up. She tries to rally the crowd for Shawn Michaels after he gets a sidewalk slam by Kane. Um, Kane though, he has a neck vice on Shawn. Uh, HBK to his feet. Right hands to Kane. Double choke slam though to Shawn. Sends him back down for a two and back in a fucking headlock. He's like, let's have a breather for a minute. Yeah. Wouldn't a two-handed choke slam be more effective than a one-handed choke slam? You'd think so. Because using both hands to choke him. Yeah, a bit more Both hands to lift him up and both hands to slam him down. That should easily get you a three. But your so. finish is a one-handed chokeslam. <laughs> um, Shawn Michaels, he flips out of a back suplex attempt and gets a DDT to Kane. But Kane's up and Shawn chops away at him. Kane with rights now. Shawn, it's a flying forearm. Sit up by Kane and a kip up by Shawn Michaels, which is a fucking great spot. Not as good as the one from Mania 25, but still a brilliant spot. That's not happened, Michael, yet. No. <laughs> it did make me think of that. Which is annoying, because this happened first. <laughs> um, Sean, he goes head first into the steel steps, and it... Ric Flair would be proud. Busts oh, yeah. him wide open. That is it's quite the cut. Night. That is quite the cut. Um, back in the ring, Kane goes for a chair. Um, Sean's all coming back, and he's taking everything Kane's dishing at him. Um, reverse elbow takes Sean to the floor once more. Um, steel post, he gets smashed into it, and then Kane all misses a boot and crotches himself. Kane's down. Oh, HBK's back in control. There's blood pissing everywhere. Um, atomic drop, chops. HBK goes up, big elbow. He tunes up the band. Kane gets up, nails Shawn Michaels with a big boot, which only gets a two. Kane, though, is pissed off, goes up top. Clothesline. He sets up for the choke slam. Goozles Sean, but Sean nails him right in the bollocks. Uh, kick, kick to the dick. It's a no DQ match. Can't fault you well, for going for the dick. Commentators do thank Uncle Eric for making it a no DQ. <laughs> uh, so the finish. Sean crawls for the chair, gets it, smashes Kane. Um, Kane sits up though. He tries to grab the chair, but Lita grabs it. Kane argues with Lita. Michaels is up. Switching music. Kane reverses. No, Michaels reverses, switching music, one, two, three, and after just over 18 minutes, Kane's getting buried again. Michaels down, Kane is up, and now Kane, oh look, oh. hey, hey, leader, leader, this Tina, what are you, Kane was going to use the chair, you give that back, that's joint property, that's as much Kane as it is, give it back to Kane. Leader's got possession of the joint property, if you will. It. He's got a divorce him. He's got to drop it like a bad habit. Call a lawyer. Uh oh, Michael's back up. Michael's pulled himself back up. Kane. And Michael's. Oh, Michael's going for sweet chin music. Couldn't get it. <laughs> and Kane now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sweet chin music. Michael's with a cover. The kid. The kid. No. And the win. Michael's did it. HBK. The showstopper. Here is your winner. The heartbreak kid. Future Hall of Famer has to have 
Mrs. Kane. Shawn Michaels has returned after three months and has beaten the big red machine. Boy, they say behind every successful man, there's usually a good woman, but tonight Kane was unsuccessful. And that's because he didn't have a good woman behind him. Man, what a match. Oh, what a match. That leader better thank her lucky stars that she's pregnant, pregnant by Kane, or she had stuck her fate worse than death. Oh, my God, look at the face of Kane. Well, we may be about to witness a little uh, marital spat here, JR. Yeah. Kane looking at that chair. Because he was going to use a chair on John Michael and Lita pulled a chair out of the ring, made sure that didn't happen. And Michael's able to score with sweet chin music. And look at this. How disrespectful. She's a pregnant woman. She's not property. She's a human she, being. She cost him the match, JR. Unmasking has been the worst thing for Kane's career. No. He's only beaten two no. people on pay per view. No. I'd, I'd not say it's the worst. I'd say it's it's top three, along with Katie Vick, and with um, what's going to happen next when he starts like getting sympathy. We we the face, oh, yeah. the face, the rapist becomes the face. <laughs> the same, the face, sympathetic rapist. Yeah, I give that a two and a half, three, maybe. Oh, two for it was me. A decent match, but it didn't really need that no DQ concept apart from that one chair shot Michaels did. The yeah. table bump. Yeah, but the table bump would happen in a normal match anyway, and that's happened and not yep. been de- not been a DQ. Into the chair shot st- would have happened if there was a ref bump. Yeah, and into the steel steps happens all the time to bust people open. Yeah. So it yeah, no DQ. Needed a table. Michaels needed to t- put team came through an actual table, not an ounce table, or something like that to make it no DQ. Or Lita bring Adam or some brass knucks in or something like that. Or Lita with a low blow to Kane when he goes for the choke slam. Bang in front of the referee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Something that you need that stipulation or for that moment to happen. The she runs in when Kane's going for the choke slam. He grabs her by the throat as well. And then her and Michaels both dick, kick him in the dick. Yeah. Something along them lines would be perfect. Um after the match, Kane is pissed off, grabs Lita, drags her to the back, probably just gonna fucking do her in again. Getting twins. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get a promo. We've been getting these promos on Raw. Shelton Benjamin is coming slash returning. I didn't know he'd gone away. Yeah, we said this. Are you ready for the return of Big Shelts? Knowing where it leads to, yes. We go backstage. Todd Grisham is with Triple H. He says Orton is like everybody else, a regular guy. He says he maximised Orton's potential and made him from nothing into something. He says everyone gravitates towards Triple H. He picked Orton up to be great and he made him that. Um, Triple H says Orton is not as good as him though and Orton owes everything to Hunter and he knows that and tonight he beats Orton because the title is more important than life itself he says Orton spit in his face people loved it which the crowd go yay but tonight he says he will win the title because I am the game well every wrestler should feel that way about the world title he he adores the world title he loves the world title more than he loves his missus 100% yeah 100%. But every wrestler, if you're a wrestler, you, your main goal should be world champion. Oh, 100%. And Alan was telling the truth. He did teach Orton everything Orton knows, but he didn't teach Orton 
everything that Owen knows. Oh, did he teach Owen how to do the high cross body though? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out on the Hunter Games. <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. Look at you. Another plug. <laughs> Three in one, baby. Up next, then, it is your tag titles. It is the reigning defending champions, Sylvan and Robert, the Bellens, going up against Rhino and Tadgers, the Buzzgore Express. Michael, how did we get here? So, over the summer, Rhino was uh, teamed with random wrestlers each week to face the Bellens. One being Sergeant Slaughter of all fucking people. Yes. Then Tajiri teamed with him one week and they thought, yeah, this is working. This is working. Yeah, this is working for us. But then they did get a tag title match at SummerSlam. Then they decided to keep the feud going for some reason. And here we are. In your crowd luller of the evening. <laughs> so we open, as usual, with the Bellends singing Oh Canada. Well, the Bellends. Sylvan singing Oh Canada. Sylvius singing yes. his ass out. But uh, Rhino and Tadgers are having none of that fucking racist bastards. Uh, Sylvan and Tadgers, they start, lock up. Sylvan shoves him off, lock up again. Some nice mat work and a few reversals. Like, go on, Sylvan, wrestling god. Um, Tajiri, though, gets the advantage, chops to Sylvan, reverses an arm drag, gets another. Sylvan takes Tadgers down, and then Tajiri takes Conway down with an arm drag. Tag to Rhino, he beats down Conway. Big back body drop, goes for the go, but Conway ducks to, into the, goes to the outside. Uh, Conway with a cheap shot, single arm DDT, and then a tag and back in comes Sylvan. Chin lock by Sylvan, and the crowd are starting to get behind Tadgers. Um, Conway, though, he's back in, chokes Tadgers over the rope, um, slam to Tadgers, and Conway gets a two. Um, covers again for another two count, and then the crowd begin to chant, USA, USA, USA for the Japanese guy. Fucking love it. Yeah. And Conway's actually from, like, Oklahoma somewhere. <laughs> They're chanting for Conway. We want Conway. The, f- uh, the future NWA champion. There Tony. is that. There is that. The, the f- former conquistador. Exactly. Uh, Tajiri fights back. Ed scissors to Conway. Stiff kick to the face and attack to Rhino. Uh, Sylvan's also in. Rhino takes both men down with clotheslines. Uh, Conway to the floor. Shoulder charge by Rhino. And a belly to belly gets a two. Uh, the finish comes with a spine buster to Sylvan that gets a two. Conway makes a save. Double flapjack to Rhino. But Tajiri's in. Um, he nails uh, in the bollocks again. Another dick shot. Two week, two matches in a row. Dick shots. Uh, go, go, go. That only gets Rhino a two as Conway saves Sylvan. A flag shot by Conway though. Sylvan covers and just under 10 minutes in quite a basic and as you said, quite the shit match. Um, One you're, more. you're still tag team champions. Of the raw brand of the label ends. And that Tajiri, those kicks. Why the heels? Not up those thighs. Dot your eyes if you know what I mean. And there's a kick for you. Rhino, did, did, was there a tag? I thought Rhino. No, no tag, but there's a flag. Oh, look out. Tajiri trying to be. Oh, oh nice shot. And Tajiri. Oh, my. That's one way of saluting the flag. And oh, the floor! The floor by Rhino! And it's going to be over! Here it is! We're going to have... No, 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 no,
what they are. Here are your winners and still the world tag team champions, La Resistance. Well, the flagpole, it looked like the flagpole was going to cost La Resistance, but instead the flagpole is the reason La Resistance has retained the world tag team titles. When I started doing my notes, I forgot this match was on the card. Well, the thing is, with Raw, with Raw, they've had they've had the singles matches, they've had their interference, they've had they've had a little we've had bit. Tech matches. Yeah, they've had a we've little tech bit matches. of build. Yeah, they've, well, they've had a little bit of build, but at least they could have just gone with a title switch. I know it's not been that long since the Bell Ends beat Edge and Benoit, but you could fuck it. Go with go with Rhino and Tadgers. But yeah, what a fucking waste of a this pay per view has been. He's had so many fucking highlights. And so many really deep lows, and this tag match was one of them. Purely because of the result, uh, I give it 1.5 millions. Ooh, exactly the same. That's it. The positive matches have been positive, but the the, the shy has been terrible. The shy has been terrible. We get a video package for our main event of the evening. Reigning defending youngest ever world heavyweight champion, Randall Keith Orton. Going up against his former mentor and current leader of evolution, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I am here standing before you, the youngest world heavyweight champion in history. People get used to this sight because the Randy Orton era has only just begun. Let's start the women coming down. The wine's going to start flowing. Just a warning. Randy Orton, you can walk to this ring right now and you can put the World Heavyweight Championship in my hand. You were the guy I was gonna mold. I chose you to be the guy to take my place when I was done. And how do you repay me? I made my own decision and I spit in your face! Watch him! Do you see this? He spit in my face! I want me to this! You're gonna get it. And I'm forgiven. For the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm the one you thought that you could erase, but a bread out of this faster than the food that it chased. You fall off the horse you brought to the race. I'll be the one who's flying by your kickers in your face.
this world and I will take you out of this world. Michael, how did we get here? Well, I can tell you how we got here, or I can tell you how we should, what we should have done. Okay. Instead. So okay. we got here because Orton won the title at SummerSlam, and Alan wanted the title. Yes. <laughs> That's the end. Gentlemen. But here's how I would have done it. I, I think they should have done it differently. Because, you know, when you've got the youngest world champion in company history, you should try and make it a decent reign. Not just less than a month. So I would have had the Benoit rematch tonight, then at Taboo Tuesday. In real life, we had three contenders. I would have made that four. So I would have had Alan, Benoit, Edge and Michaels as the contenders for the fans to vote. Air quotes, vote. Because <laughs> we know that was all legitimate, ladies and gentlemen. It might have been. You don't know. I would... As in real life, I would have had Michaels win that match. And then you could still have Edge's heel turn with him costing Michaels the victory, which gives Orton another defence. Then Survivor Series, have him defend it against Edge in a rematch from Vengeance with a different result, because that would be a great match for the world title. It would have been built from the Taboo Tuesday, and it would build well into the uh, chamber. Hang on. Right. Yeah. Where's, I mean, where's, Triple, where's Triple H in all this? <laughs> what, and then Triple H wins Rumble? No, Batista <laughs> sold it Rumble. At the New Year's uh, Revolution pay-per-view, whatever it's called. I've Edge, Benoit, Jericho, Batista, Triple H, and Orton. And then keep Michael as a special referee, because that's what they did in real life. I've Benoit and Alan start, then Orton, then Jericho, then Batista. And then just before Edge comes out, Benoit goes to hit the headbutt on Alan, but have Orton save him with an RKO out of nowhere and eliminate Benoit. Have Batista be eliminated by Edge after a spear, and Orton and Alan do nothing. They see it happen, they don't stop it. Because they know that Batista is a big lad, he can take him out. Have uh, HPK hit a super kick on Alan, and then a lion salt from Jericho that eliminates him. Orton eliminate Jericho straight away with an RKO. So you've got Edge and Orton as your last two. And this builds two future stars as well. Edge, Mr. Spear, go through that plexi sheet, and then Orton, RKO to retain. And then the next night on Raw, that's when you have the thumbs up, thumbs down betrayal. After Orton beats Edge in the main event or something. Or beats Benoit or Joker. And then that starts to build what's to build now to Unforgiven. Yeah, but have that in Rumble. <laughs> Nope, that there is not that there is no way Triple H would allow that to happen. Not in a million years. That is far too many months from Triple H being away from the world title picture on Monday Night Raw. But you build your future. But it's not about building future stars. It's about the game. But am I right? Is that uh, what they should have done? Uh, maybe ish. 
I don't know if Edge has been the person that I would have picked to. I know, I know, I totally understand and get where you're coming from with the building the future stars, but I feel like there's a, a bit more mileage left in Edge, Jericho, Christian, IC title stuff yet. But obviously, it all depends how long Edge is going to be out for with the groin. I think he's back in a few weeks. Ah, it should be all right then. But yeah, give me Edge versus Christian in a ladder. No, we've had one. L in the cell with a ladder. You, you've, got to, ladder. you've got to climb the ladder that's on top of the cell. You've got to climb the ladder to get through the cell first. <laughs> Whoa, that's, we're getting in WCW territory now. So it is main event time then. It's Triple H versus Randy Orton. Triple H is wearing them sexy WrestleMania white boots. Um, yeah, where were they at SummerSlam? World title picture, wasn't is it? it? Because it... He does only wear in the main event, I've noticed. Yeah, I ain't wrestling. I ain't getting sexy white boots fucked up against Eugene. <laughs> Fucking Eugene. Like, fuck, white boots are staying at home. You could tell Orton's world title ring was over when he got to the ring and there was no more pyro. <laughs> Even though Orton's shower pyro we've mentioned before, it does look brilliant. It is yes. ma- main event pyro. Definitely main event pyro. So the match then we get a stare down, they circle each other and then they lock up into the corner. Ref makes a clean break. It's like, this was supposed to be a blood feud, is it not? It does give him that cheeky slap. <laughs> so uh, Orton, he slaps Triple H, as Mike just said, and then we get a lock up again. Orton, though, he takes him down, leg scissors, Triple H escapes, they do it again with some really nice mat work. It was like, action. this is not supposed much. to be a blood feud. <laughs> um Triple H escapes and Orton fucking slaps the taste out of his mouth again. Um, crowd, they're getting behind Orton strongly. Um, always one of the things that got me, because you, you read a lot of the uh, backstage reports about uh, Orton's run wasn't really over, he's been world champion and stuff at this young age. Um, where, I don't know, every time I've seen him, the crowd are behind Orton. Yeah, I think it's just... Are. Triple it's H, not... I want to be the world champion again, baby. Yes. The crowd are hyped. Orton spits at Triple H. Um, Orton with right hands. He backs Hunter into a corner. Uh, reversed by Hunter and Hunter with the punches now. Um, Orton slams Triple H into the opposite corner. Backdrop. Snapmare by Orton and then a high knee drop gets a two count. Uh, Triple H, he fights back into the ropes. Hunter elbows Orton in the face. Right hands by Hunter and now Orton with some more of his own. Like a proper smashing. Every time they do hit shots on each other, both men can throw great punches as well. Even Orton at such a young age. He throws a great punch. Um, so they do look like they, every time they hit, they look stiff. Yes. Well, you know, they're not in the fucking slightest. He's always, we've always said this about Orton. He gets it. Oh, it's, it's in his blood, isn't it? And congratulations to Randy. We're recording yeah. this the week after Hell in the Cell. 14 times. Man. Smashing So it. now Evolution combined reigns of 50 world titles. Wowzers. Evolution is certainly no mystery, is it? NWO, eat your heart out. <laughs> um, we get four arms by Randy. European uppercut takes Triple H down. Um, Hunter, though, goes behind and gets a chop block and then they're both down. Triple H, he drags Orton into the corner. He tries to smash Orton's leg off the post, but Orton pulls Triple H into the post. Uh, back in, drop toe hold, uh, knee crusher onto Randy Orton. Uh, Triple H, with it's all over the leg. Such a technical fucking genius. Drops an elbow onto her leg, drags Orton into can't a corner. jump on if he's no legs. That's, that's it. He can't get your RKO if he's got no wheels working. Uh, rams Orton's legs into the steel post. Uh, he tries it again. Wraps the leg round the post. Uh, chop blocks by Triple H. Orton, he tries to fight back. Gets onto his feet. 
into the corner, but Triple H is again working over the knee. Orton's trying to punch back, but Triple H is fucking kneeing him into his knee. He back down again. He said, come on, Orton, you motherfucker. Drops an elbow on, on his knee, wrenching back on it. Orton, though, uses his other leg to kick away, which it always fucking baffles me that wrestlers all, all, all of a sudden realise, hang on, I've got another one here. Let me use this leg that he's not beating up. Yeah, you've got one perfectly good leg that's not been worked on. Triple H, he goes for the figure four. Uh, he pulls back, Orton looks like he's fucked, tries to escape, but Triple H has got it locked on. Like, this was like nearly about four minutes he had him locked on this. Mm. Orton reversed, but then he rolled over again, grabbed the ropes, pulled him back. Cheers for making my finish look weak, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orton, though, finally reverses it. Triple H gets the ropes and the ref breaks it. Um, Ebner and Triple H argue, it was like such an attitude or a throwback. Uh, and then Triple H chop blocks the leg again, back onto the leg, more stiff shots, but Orton counters. Triple H goes flying into the turnbuckle. Both men are fucked, and Triple H has busted open. Flair appreciation night. <laughs> Telling you. Every time Michaels and Triple H are on a pay-per-view in separate matches, they're trying to outdo the flair in, in each other. <laughs> I'm going to bleed more, motherfucker. I'm going to bleed more. Triple H, he goes off the ropes, and a power slam by Orton gets a two. Thumb to the eye by Orton, everyone's learning off flair. And then a drop kick to Triple H gets a two. Um, Orton with right hands, Triple H kicks the left leg, Orton goes for a DDT, that gets another two. Triple H though locks on a sleeper hold. Nanites for Orton, but no, he gets a sleeper of his own. Triple H, back suplex. Triple H is up now, climbs to the second rope, eats a big boot, and we get a Ric Flair flop by Triple H with Randy Orton getting back to his feet. Yeah, what, why did he go up? Triple H... Always famous uh, for going up top. Yeah, uh, shooting star. Phoenix Bash. Yeah, it's top rope Phoenix Bash. Um, Randy Orton goes up and he hits the main event crossbody, which only gets a two. Uh, clothesline to Hunter. They go to the floor. Uh, both from on the floor now. Orton's punching away at a blooded Triple H. Um, Hunter's sent into the steel post. Rolls him back in the ring. Hunter off the ropes. Net breaker by Orton gets a two. Um, Triple H tries to get up. Orton tries the RKO, but Hunter shoves him off. And the ref is sent to the floor for that always going to happen ref bump of the main event. Yeah, and it's Hebner, so you know it's going to be a long bump. <laughs> oh, he goes nine for a long he's time. Taking a, he's taking his full nap. <laughs> um, RKO by Randy Orton, but here comes Nate. Um, Orton punches away, takes him to the floor. Here comes Big Dave. Beats down Orton, but Orton moves and Batista hits the steel post. He's fucking all over Evolution. He's got him in his back pocket. Orton all over Triple H, but Triple H goes for the boom in the, sh in the bollocks. Both a men lot of dick getting kicked tonight. <laughs> a lot of dick getting kicked tonight. Both men are down, as is the referee. Here comes the coach in a referee shirt. Yeah, of all what? people. Of all people. Uh, at least it could have been Bischoff, maybe. Like Triple H paid him off or something like that. Uh, yeah, that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, Hunter coach. But coach. Uh, Hunter covers. Orton, though, kicks out. Coach is cheering on Hunter. Orton, though, he knocks Coach out. Batista back in, though. Big spine buster. Triple H covers, but Orton kicks out. Triple H is pissed off at Coach, yells at him as the big Randy chant starts to pick up. The arena mm. is well behind Randy Orton now. I'm well not having it. it. Not having it that he wasn't over as world champion. They was fucking well over. They want to uh, see Orton retain. They don't want to see another Triple H reign. No, yeah. I think that's I think that's probably more the thing. <laughs> it's not on the head. Orton's not over. It's just anyone but Hunter. <laughs> anyone so, but you, Hunter. Anyone but you. So the finish of the match. Uh, both men are up. Uh, Orton, he escapes a pedigree attempt. RKO to coach. 
Flair with a chair. RKO to Flair. Batista's in. Low blow to Batista. No RKO for Batista. Triple H though crawls for the chair. Kills Orton with it. Every fucker's down. Triple H picks Orton up. Pedigree onto the chair. Batista throws the ref in. One, two, three. And your new world heavyweight champion. The game. And normal service has been resumed on Monday Night Raw. With a referee not even a sight. Oh my God. What a sickening card. The young world's champion just got his brain scrambled by the number one contender with as vile a chair shot as you'll ever feel, ever see, and especially ever hear. Orton motionless. Oh, God, this is... Are you telling me this is what's going to... There's no referee. we got to get a referee. Is this how Unforgiven's going to end? What Triple H scrambling Orton's brains? And now what? I don't know. Hell, this has turned into a handicap match game. Sanctioned by the general manager. I think Triple H wants to put an exclamation point on this. No, don't do this. Yes! God! The pedigree on a steel chair. Orton's head driven viciously into that steel chair. And Triple H getting rid of the evidence. But there's still no referee. Here's the ref. Batista throws Hedman in the ring. Orton's been pedigreed with a chair. Kick out! Kick out! It's over! God, I can't believe this! It's over, a new world champion! Here is your winner and the new world heavyweight champion, Triple H! The actions of evolution were absolutely criminal. This turned into a damn handicap match. The referee and look at Triple H, the man of destiny. He can't help. He's the man of destiny, Jr. It was Triple H's destiny to win here at Unforgiven and become once again nine-time world champion. Kid, come on! For God, you gotta be realistic. Think about this. Big Show sending coach down. Right. That was wrong. We. Now return to our regular scheduled broadcast. <laughs> Your winner, Alan Paul Triple Hunter Hurst Helmsley H. Levesque Fishmarsh. So then, Michael, how many mavens for our main event and our new world champion, Triple H? I give it three and a half. It was a decent match, but it should have, it could have started more aggressively. Not no working each other out. That wasn't needed. Yeah, it, it was. It, it should have been, been a blood feud. Michael's, triple, uh, Michael's and Kane match just goes straight at each other. That's it. If you remember, this is a guy, Randy Orton, who spit in Triple H's face, and then Randy Orton has embarrassed him on Raw with all the pictures and stuff. He's fucking keeps running away from him. He's, he starts swinging at him all with a sledgehammer. But no, there'll start will be a couple of lockups and that in a bit of mat wrestling. Yeah, it got that, better. That ruined it. Probably. Yeah, it got better for me as the match went on. It with did. like Flair getting involved and Batista getting involved and the ref bump always helps because you know a bit of fun's gonna happen, a bit of shenanigans. And it needed all three members and a chair shot to beat on. That's it. But he still lost. He, he still did. lost. It's <laughs> showing post match, you know, he was showing anger, frustration, sadness all at the same time. So everyone who says Orton's expressionless, have you not seen him? 
These days, he's a bit robotic, yeah, but back then, back then, it was absolutely... Uh, well, the shock factor when um, we mentioned it on the last episode, when uh, yeah, it was on Batista's shoulders, and just that, oh, what do you mean, thumbs down? Oh, fuck. Do you know, just, he's, yeah, he's full of expressions. Um, I liked how, at the end of the match, after the free count, Triple H was just laid on all, and both men are fucked. Blood everywhere. Um, JR is hyping it as a conspiracy, as Flair pulls Triple H to his feet, and him and Batista, they put... Pull Triple H to the floor and carry him off to the back. He's like, Randy Orton's out cold. Triple H is fucked. His mates are carrying him off. The blood feud ended like it should have ended with blood everywhere as a blood yeah. feud. I said it just took a long time to get there. It took a while to get from first gear to second gear. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Now, Michael, according to Pro Wrestling Touch, um, a theory was reported that Triple H might have pushed for Randy Orton's face turn as a way to kill Orton's momentum and regain the title himself. Now, again, this could be backstage bollocks, but the series of events are kind of somewhat accurate, but a lot of people backstage, they don't believe Triple H had any interest in maliciously trying to kill Orton's character. Um, but apparently the original plan was for Randy Orton to retain the title, possibly through a DQ finish. However, some backstage, they're pushing for a title change at the pay-per-view, mainly to give people a reason to watch into Raw tomorrow, um, but mostly because deeming everyone backstage deems Orton's title run a failure. Um, those in favour of Orton's title loss feel that WWE would be better off putting the title in safe hands while allowing Orton um, the face safe to... <laughs> Or, well, allowing Orton the face to chase the title to rebuild interest in the angle. Um, Triple H was also expected to win the title at SummerSlam, but before that, obviously, the match was changed to Orton and Benoit. So a title win wouldn't be impossible, I suppose, if that's what the idea is. Mm. Although most people were expecting Orton to hold on to the title, but a lot of people, the inevitable was going to happen and it played out how it played out. Well, when the main reason they wanted Orton to be working this champ was because Lesnar fucked off. Yeah, yeah. Michael, home video exclusive. An absolute fucking amazing promo by Ric Flair. Like, so, we're backstage. Flair's hyped. Batista's hyped. Triple H is fucked. Blood everywhere. Title over his shoulder. And Flair's like, Orton, he felt it. He smelt it. He touched it. But he couldn't walk away with it. He says, Hunter is a nine-time champion. Means he's been the best at what he's done nine times. But also, Rick, that means he's been the worst at what he does eight times. Yeah. Flair, he says, tomorrow on Raw, the Nature Boy, Batista, and Evolution. So, no, 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 that's... At, you don't need the and Evolution, because they ain't nobody else. <laughs> they're going to hold a party for Triple H, and they're going to celebrate the success and the genius that is Triple H, and he will make sure that there is a girl there that kisses every inch of Triple H's body from head to toe. This is okay, though. I'm not sure. It's a home video exclusive, mate. Stephanie hasn't bought the DVD. <laughs> She's watched it on network. <laughs> <laughs> so then, that has been Unforgiven 2004. Michael, as always, I want to know your best match of the night, your worst match of the night, and if Unforgiven 2004 was a wrestler of the Rufus Aggression era, who would he be? So, for match of the night, do you want to say it on three? One, two, three. Ladder match. Ladder match. <laughs> Worst match, do you want to say that on three? One, two, three, tag Tom Tomko! And we're going to say tag match and I forgot about Tomko then for a sec. It was that how much that match didn't fucking bother me at all. I completely forgot about it when I'd spoke about it half an hour ago. You don't need an unadvertised match on a pay-per-view. There, I disagree. You can if they've done correctly for a reason. 
This yeah, this, this had was no o- reason. This was only used. This was a bad heat skit. Yeah, it was only used to reveal who the mystery woman was, which they could have done that on Raw tomorrow. On heat. Or on just not at all, and just left it run for years. <laughs> years, Stephen Richard keeps coming out, and JR and King like, who the fuck's that? Hmm. Yeah, so, uh, Superstar. Uh, I've gone for a team. VJC. Vanilla Jobber Connection. Because <laughs> what you see on the card, that's what we got. What you expected was exactly fucking that. Kids Nothing surprising that. at all, just very generic. My choice, I've gone for Main Event Maven. Because sometimes Maven is fucking amazing. Other times, he's fucking shy. And that's exactly what Unforgiven 2004 was. Well, it was a part of the little jobber connection. <laughs> it was just a jobber on Raw at that time. All these new guys that were just no good. Well, Cade's coming back soon, though, isn't he? It's not long now. Not long now till Cade and Murdoch. I fucking loved, loved Cade and Cowboy Murdoch. So then, Michael, before we leave, we've not had no diva bollocks on the show. No. So I've I've got some news for you ahead of tomorrow night's Monday Night Raw Diva boxing match. So, as we found out, WWE confirmed a Seattle slugfest between the remaining contestants in this year's Diva search. However, WWE may not have counted on the fact that there are rules and regulations for boxing in the US. Um, Washington State's Department of Licensing, which handles the boxing and pro wrestling in the state, they found out about the match and they've contacted the WWE. Now, as of this article, so it's the night before Raw. WWE sources told the department that Raw's match will be a pillow fight and not a boxing match. So it's unknown. Obviously, we'll find out in our next episode whether a boxing match does go ahead, a bit of brawl for all back in WWE, or they're going to say fight. it's going to be a pillow fight. It's going to be a fucking pillow fight. <laughs> it's going to be a fucking pillow fight, isn't it? Yes! <laughs> and finally, Michael, for those out there who are interested in owning some used underwear from Dawn Marie. You can go over to www.dawnmarieonline.com and bid on a blue bikini that she wore for the Road Divas 2004 magazine photo shoot. I hope she's fucking washed them. <laughs> on that note, Several Michael. Several times. On that note, Michael, let everyone know, as always, where they can find us on all forms of the social media. Well, it's definitely not uh, it's on all forms of social media you want to search at RVA podcast so up next then it will be uh, another look at Raw and Smackdown as we leave Unforgiven and we move towards Smackdown's next pay-per-view No Mercy but until then thank you very much for everyone for taking your time out as always to listen to us talk bollocks about our our era and also thank you for every single person that's listened to our previous episode because it's been the highest listen count in the first week of any episode release in our four year existence so thank thank you you. every single fucking one here we love everyone here until next time I've been Dave that's been Big Sexy peace out people Stress up, I want it all, no less, so come on!